0: One of the many reasons why, and this is a piece, the last piece that Angelo Cotevilla wrote. If you don't know who Cotevilla was, uh, if you go to MikeChurch.com and search for his name, C-O-D-E-V-I-L-L-A, uh, he was instrumental in our feud with Jeffrey Lord and Mark Levin. As a matter of fact, Tom Woods wrote this piece. You can still find it at LouRockwell.com. How I Sent Mark Levin Home Crime. Because Levin's one of those that's out there, get out the air, get off the bone, you big dope. The United States has a responsibility to protect Israel at all costs. Israel, they must survive. <clears throat> they just love war, don't they? When Woods' peace, he quotes Cotavia. So if Tom Woods was out there quoting, and he was, and you, you probably heard my interview with Tom Woods and Kevin Gutsman during uh, this fracas, if you will. Um, good enough for Tom Woods, good enough for me Good enough for, for you, I hope Coda, uh, That's Angelo Villa. So I shared a little piece with you last hour Here's his conclusion And Again, this is the last piece that he wrote Before his untimely death Graveyard of narratives Afghanistan et al For the record Of the many reasons why this formula He's talking about the American elite's finding local quarrels, inserting ourselves, saying that the local perspective doesn't matter because Nikki Haley and Mark Levin and all the rest of them and Joe Biden, they know what's best for the Israelis and the Palestinians. They know what's best for the people of, of Iran. They know what's best for the Russian, for the people of Russia, and the people of the Donbass. They know what's best for the people of Taiwan. They know what's best for the people of China because they only had their interests at heart. <laughs> no, they're a bunch of conniving, living, satanic Pricks is what they are. This is to fuel the vast military industrial complex machine. That's all it's for. And it does a great job. (laughs) It is so good at this. And the fact that Crisis Magazine has a lead editorial, top of the page, about American meddling in other nations' affairs, ought to tell you just a little wee bit of something. Cote of Viggo. Of the many reasons why this formula has always produced rejection, one is enough to explain the rest. The U.S. formula... The U.S. formula is purely administrative and even mercenary. It is without soul, wholly abstracting from traditions and affections never mind from religion and systems of justice. Getting this? Over the globe, through millennia, people have come together on a bewildering variety of basis. Seldom has mere administration served that purpose, even if competent, especially by foreigners. And especially if in contradiction... customs. Afghanistan is a geographic, historic expression for a variety of tribes, each with a way of life peculiar to itself. Islam, notwithstanding, Afghanistan has never had a common ethical system. Same goes for Iraq and most places. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the same probably goes for Palestine. For the Islamic part of Palestine. Which is most of it. Justice meted out in accordance with these tribal codes repels us. However, it appeals to persons brought up in, the, in these tribes just as undeniably as the lack of an explicable locally attractive ethical system repels them. In Afghanistan, as elsewhere, the U.S. government has hired a lot of people, spread around a lot of money to service the even more expensive services. Of well-connected Americans This is all about redistributing your wealth Mr. and Mrs. Morica, Which is why you should oppose All of these conflicts They are not in your interest And they never have been You can go out in the street and chant you you USA! 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 All you want, wave the flag, bro Get it tattooed Tattoo it on your forehead On your forehead, Mr. Lebowski It doesn't make it right Good people avoid wars. Good people avoid meddling in other people's affairs. You know, I, I, I find it a, a, one of the one of the greatest ironies of all time. None of the same people are committed to becoming m- missionaries of Christianity. We don't want to convert the Jews. We don't want to convert the Muslims. Oh, no, leave them where they are. They're, they're perfect where they are. But well, we sure as hell want to convert them to becoming Americans. What does that mean? Their daughters are lesbians, their sons are sodomites. What does that mean? They have mortgages, that they participate in the system of usury. What does that even mean anymore? That, they, that they've run debt up, that they never that they have no intention of paying back? That they've abandoned Actually abandoned their god Hmm What does it even mean When you got a bigger square footage house than they do That's Moroccanism? You can go buy a hamburger and a joint That cooks it in two and a half minutes Instead of making it yourself This is the height The height of arrogance You know Cotavilla worked his entire life against this He was 76 when he died in 2021. He was killed in a car accident. In Afghanistan as elsewhere, the U.S. government has hired a lot of people and spread around a lot of money to service the even more expensive services of well-connected Americans. But that money has not bought allegiance to any ethically or politically binding enterprise because it has not offered any. Any more than it did in Vietnam In the Middle East or in Africa Or in America itself for that matter Perhaps the only useful result of the Afghan enterprise's clamorous collapse At a time when so much else that our ruling class is doing Also collapses of its own weight Is the widespread recognition That we are not seeing the results of discrete choices About and policy We are experiencing the inexorable working out of the logic by which a whole class lives, moves, and has its being. Angelo M. Cotavillas was published on the 24th of August, 2021. The last thing he ever wrote. Again, I encourage everyone, if you you haven't read the book, the ruling elite or the ruling class by Coteville. Read it. But Derek Taylor over at Crisis Magazine is no Coteville. But he thinks the same. Here we go again, he writes. Last week, the Palestinian terrorist organization Hamas, likely provoked into action by its Iranian backers, launched an attack on the state of Israel, killing at the time. Of this riding, around 900 civilians and capturing Israeli soldiers, parading some of them on the internet, including women soldiers. Watching these videos is a revolting experience. State of Israel is already retaliating with tax on attacks uh, on the Gaza Strip. By the way, no count on how many Palestinians or Gaza residents have been killed, but that number is in the thousands. And we do know that over 130,000 are homeless. Hey, look. Egypt cut them off These people were going to try to flee These are civilians now That the IDF In some instances Is indiscriminately bombing Some of these Palestinians Were going to try to escape And were going to go to Egypt Egypt cut them off Egypt put troops on the border And said Did the Motembu And went no no, no uh, uh, uh. wagged Whack, the finger Went not today Ah, hey, Go back We don't know who you are, we don't know if you're a terrorist, we don't know if you're a threat to us, you're not coming in. If you only listen to people on TWADA, Derek Taylor says, you would think that Hamas has attacked the United States and not Israel. I've written about this phenomenon in these pages before, but it seems that Americans of pretty much every political stripe are treating this conflict the same way they have treated the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine, a proxy for their political, personal preferences. And then there's more. I'm not going to uh, get into uh, any more of it uh, currently. I'll, if I have time, I'll revisit it later in the program. Is his point a good point, though? Well, I think it is a good point. Why can't Americans be roused from their comfy ESPN lazy boys? Why can't they put a picture of the flag of the state of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, or California on their social media profiles and say, defend the border? You're worried about a border? Again, 7,000 miles away. Which is why I, I told you the other day, stay off social media, dude. It's just going to make you mad. And you're just going to get in arguments and you're going to wind up scandalizing someone, or someone's going to scandalize you. There's no point, there is simply no point in it. It doesn't matter what you think about this. Now, it does matter what Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks about it, and it does matter what Matt Getz thinks about it, and it matters what Rand Paul thinks about it and others, because for Biden to be lobbying more. Weaponry and dollars, throwing it at the Israelis and telling them to bomb the snot out of another country, and if they need to, to bomb the Iranians. Ladies and gentlemen, we are. This is a. We're on the. We're on the down slope. Hell, we're almost under the valley that's below the Rubicon Mountain. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Why is it? Why? Why don't I hear any dissenting voice say, "Hey, we need to stay out of this." If they need humanitarian assistance because people are being k- killed, well, absolutely assist them. Oh, here's a question. Does, the, does a dying Palestinian child evoke the same emotions as a dying Israeli child? i got an even better one for you. Does a child who's about to be murdered in an abortuarium in Los Angeles evoke the same emotion as the 40 or the 40 or 40 children are about to be killed in abortuariums in Los Angeles today or any any major city in California do they evoke the same emotion same amount of crocodile tears that some that the supposed 40 beheaded children children of Israel did and by the way doesn't it just happen it was a very coincidental you know, the one thing about the Muslims, they're really good at propaganda, and they're really good at false flag operations. Why would they, why would they that's a softball. Why would, why would they serve up, hell, that's a T-ball. That's, like, that's like giving Barry Bonds a 38-inch Louisville slugger and then putting the baseball on a tee that a nine-year-old uses. Put him on a 200 foot center field fence and tell him, see if you can hit one out of the park. You probably hit it across the street. Why would Hamas, if they're so skilled at this, why would they serve up so easy a, of a rallying point for the rest of the world? I mean, this is the slaughter of the holy innocents, sounds like to me. This is Herod 2.0, if it's true. No, that doesn't make any logical sense to me either. I can't prove it. And if I don't want to be hated by people, I have to cry about it. I have to go on television or on radio. (laughs) Isn't it enough that we weep for the children that are aborted here in the United States? Why don't we want to do something about that? You can't have it both ways. These people have serious disconnections in their brains. Folks... Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel, always on there, always online, crusadechannel.com. Shop at the Founders Trading Post Store at shop.mikechurch.com. Restoration of Christian Culture, a book all of you should have. Get it today. The Death of Christian Culture, another book. Get it today. I am reading Action by Jean Housset. Get it today. There are handmade holy rosaries there. There's hand roasted small batch coffee in the Founders Trading Post Store. There are months of digital media files that you could download and listen to, including our film festivals, our radio film festivals. If you're teaching English Lit and you're homeschooling, why don't you have Professor Joseph Pierce's series that he did for us on Shakespeare and then using the dramas, the greatest radio dramas ever recorded, to bring to life those Shakespeare plays. That's all in the Founders Trading Post store, all of it. I don't even have time to tell you the rest of it. What about the brand-new Manchipia Maria cigars? There's a fresh batch came in yesterday or arrived today. Justin will be shipping them out on Maggie's behalf today. You can get a three-pack, one-pack, or a four-pack sampler, or even a box. So all of that's available, shop.mikechurch.com. And much more. Don't forget the beast and butt rub shop.mikechurch.com. You know what we had yet last night? Beast and butt rub is so versatile. Cut the beast and butt rub. I'll give you another cooking tip. Cut the beast and butt rub 50-50 with whatever variety that you can find of lemon pepper seasoning. So quarter cup of beast and butt rub, quarter cup of uh, lemon pepper seasoning. You're going to want to brine your chicken up. It won't work unless you brine the chicken. you got to brine the chicken. See the brine recipe at the cooking site, cooking.mikechurch.com. Um, uh, and then use the rub. A little mustard on the uh, chicken. We did we did wings last night. We did uh, 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 chicken wings, and they were absolutely to die for. Sprinkle a little lime, some lime zest on them. Throw them on the Weber for 35 minutes. Bammo. Talk about a flavor explosion. So, Beast of Butt Rub is versatile. You can cut it with almost anything and make your own combo rubs. Get you a case today at shop.mikechurch.com Let's do some digital media files Now, why is digital media file number two of Netanyahu testifying in Congress in 2002 on the Kutscheite? Let's hear it Here's why. Information is reported in the Washington Post and other
1: papers that Iran shelters dozens of Al Qaeda fighters, identifying the cities of Mashhad and Zabal. I'm saying that properly. Yet we have the administration telling us they don't have any firm evidence uh, that there's any connection between Al Qaeda or the acts of September 11th in Iraq. So I guess I want to ask you again, in, in light of those comparisons or whatever, why is it that you think? Uh, that are, if all of these countries, in your words, are problems for us, why you would pick Iraq first as opposed to Syria, uh, Iran, or the others?
2: Well, I think that uh, it's not the first. It's the second. The first one was the Taliban. Now the question is, what is the second? Uh, I think...
1: Well, excuse me one a second. Uh, you're making a connection between the Taliban
2: and Iraq? Yes, I am. I'm saying that the, uh, if you look at those who harbor terrorists... Uh, and those who uh, support terrorists. uh, I I guess I was looking for
1: a connection between September 11th and my understanding why we went to the Taliban is there was a connection there. They were harboring somebody that we believed did the act on September 11th.
2: Yes, that's the first reason why you did it. Now you're going to take me
1: from September 11th to Iraq somehow?
2: Yes, but I'm saying something else. I'm saying the connection is not whether Iraq was directly connected to September 11th, but how do you prevent the next September 11th? That is, you have here... Um, a system or a a subset of the international system that simply disavows any constraints on the use of power. It is fueled, these handful of regimes and the uh, terrorist organizations that they harbor are fueled by uh, a a terrible anti-Western zealotry, a militancy that knows no bounds, doesn't respect any force, knows no limits to the use of power. And one Uh, would be
1: Iran, you said? One is Iran, Which one is, is Iraq. More yes. nuclear capacity, more rocket capacity than Iraq, and harbors al-Qaeda people, or at
2: least. Yes, now, now the question the, the question you have is this. The question you have is this. This is now a, a question of, uh, uh, not of values. Uh, obviously, we like to see a regime change, at least I would, in Iran, just, just as I would like to see question, in Iraq.
3: Dumbass. The question
2: now is a practical question. What is the best place to proceed? It's not a question of whether Iraq's regime should be taken out, but when should it be taken out? It's not a question of whether oh, you like great to see idea. regime that change in many. Iran, but how to achieve it. Iran has the uh, something that Iraq doesn't have. Iran has, for example, 250,000 satellite dishes. It has uh, Internet use. I once said to uh, uh, the, chair, the heads of the CIA, when i was prime minister that if you want to uh, advance regime change in iran you don't have to go through the cia cloak and dagger stuff what you want to do is uh, uh is take very large very strong transponders and just beam melrose place and Beverly Hills 2050 and all that stop that
0: tank. do you know what do you do you
2: know that, that they actually
0: did this i covered this on the mike show in the old station in the old country the Israelis beamed porn into Iran. There's a true story. Look it up. They had entire that who did the report? I want to say that it was Seymour Hirsch. I'm trying to remember who did the report. They went to the TV station and go, this is a front. This TV station only exists exteriorly to convince people that it is for the people of Israel. It's not. What they're really doing is beaming hardcore porn and aiming it, bouncing it off of satellite dishes and aiming it at the Iranians. Why? Because they know that porn corrupts. But they only did this because it was, we need regime change in, in, in Iran. Now again, I don't get involved in the affairs of the Middle East because, as I've said, it's too complicated. Uh, it's, it's it's truly it's not in our interest, um, and I just don't have time for it. So I know I don't I don't enough to be <laughs> to be dangerous about it. Why do Why do people like Netanyahu just run around? This is in two thousand and two now. So for twenty one years, this clown. Has run around the free world, the Western world, including the UN and Germany and France and the UK, and just it rolls off. Well, oh, I believe that we need to have regime change. What the hell died and made you regime change, King? You know what he's jonesing for today? Regime change. You know where? Same place. Iran. Gee, after 21 years, you think you may find another cereal that you like. Here's another flashback. This is an exchange uh, exchange of a student. This is,
3: just, this is basically just showing how this, how this student comes out against the Jewish people and how she just publicly states, yeah, I'm all for basically evaporating you off the planet.
0: So, flashback, 2010, David Horowitz, University of California, San Diego. Yes.
4: Good evening. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for coming to campus tonight and uh, presenting your point of view. It's always valuable to have two sets of uh, views going on at the same time. Um, very useful. Uh, my name is Jumana Imad Musa Ahmed Al-Bahri. Um, and I'm a student here at UCSD. Uh, I was uh, reading your literature. I found that much more interesting than the talk. And um, I found some interesting things about the MSA, which is an organization that's very active on campus, and it is hosting uh, our annual Hitler Youth Week. You should come out to those events. Um, if you could clarify the connection between the MSA and Jihad terrorist networks, because yeah, you last, last I checked, We had to do our own fundraising, and uh, we never get help from anyone. So if you could clarify the connection between UCSD's MSA, or if you don't have such information, if you could connect other MSAs on UCs, because the connection wasn't too clear in the pamphlet. Just if you could clarify.
5: Okay. Will you uh, condemn Hamas here and now? I'm sorry, what? Will you condemn Hamas?
4: Would I condemn Hamas? As
5: a terrorist, or a genocide lawyer. Are you
4: asking me to put myself on a cross?
5: So you won't. I, I actually have had this experience many times. You didn't read the pamphlet, because the pamphlet is chapter and verse. Uh, the main connection is that the MSA is part of the Muslim Brotherhood Network, as revealed in the documents. I don't
4: think you understood what anyway, I meant by that. Th- I is... meant, if I say something, I'm sure that I will be arrested for reasons of Homeland Security. So if you could please just answer my question.
5: If you condemn Hamas, Homeland Security will arrest If I support
4: you. Hamas, because your question forces me to condemn Hamas, if I support Hamas,
5: well, I look really bad. If you bad. don't condemn Hamas, obviously you support it. Case closed. <laughs> I have had this experience, I, I give you, I had this experience at UC Santa Barbara where there were 50 members of the Muslim Students Association. That's in, MSA. Right in the is there. And throughout my hour talk, I kept asking them, will you condemn Hezbollah and Hamas? Uh, and none of them would. And then when the question period came, the president of the Muslim Students Association was the first person to ask questions. And I said, you know, before you start, will you condemn Hezbollah?" And he said, well, that question is too complicated for a yes-no answer. So I said, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I'm a Jew. The head of Hezbollah has said that he hopes that we will gather in Israel so he doesn't have to hunt us down globally. For it or against it? For it.
0: This is, that's David Horowitz back in 2010, University of California, San Diego. Um, I'm only going to say this about it. It's just another example of this, that the world, as Nikki Haley says, Israel doesn't need the United States. The United States needs Israel. We just celebrated the feast of Our Lady of Victory. Now, I can't say as a blanket statement because I don't know, but I am fairly certain that in the Holy Fleet, and in the Holy League, commanded by Don John of Austria, there weren't a lot of Jews. Now, again, that's not a knock because they weren't prevalent in France, where the, uh, where much of the fleet came from. Or in Spain, where, especially during the era known as the Inquisition, where their usurious bankers were told, you can't do that here. You can stay, but you can't do the usury thing here. So many of them chose to uh, chose to leave. Did the Muslims have any problem mowing Christians down? I, I, I mean, this idea here that that simply, that Muslims are only, they're after the people in the West, the agnostic secular people of the West. Well, maybe they are. But they spent the year from the year 843 AD to when Muhammad supposedly got the Quran, and he did get it from Satan and they wrote it down They spent the next thousand years terrorizing, literally, marauding, capturing, killing, and enslaving Christian people. It was not a war against the Jews. It was a war, and it still is today, because what do they call Christians? They call us infidels. They treat us like dogs. And that's what they were told to do. When Ali Mustafa had surrounded the city of Vienna with 120,000 screaming, raving Mohammedan lunatics and was going and told King Leopold the first, when I get inside, sent him a letter, said, when I get inside that city, I'm going to capture you and then I'm going to capture your wife and then I'm going to capture your daughter and right in front of you, I'm going to sodomize your daughter. And I'm going to love it and I'm going to make you watch. Was King Leopold a Jew? Was the Mohammedan after King Leopold because he was a Jew? No, he's after him because he was a Christian, he was a Catholic. If the Holy Fleet had lost, where did Ali Mustafa or Ali Pasha, I can confuse Mustafa or Pasha, where did he say he was going to go? When he was finished with Don John of Austria Well, let me answer the question for you He was going to sail north along the coast of Italy Having vanquished the naval forces He was going to make landfall somewhere near Rome He was going to disperse the armies off of the galleys on the land They were going to go to Rome They were going to murder all the Swiss Guard they were going to capture the Holy Father. They were going to skin him alive. They were going to hang him in St. Peter's Square. They were going to knock the crucifixes down off of the Basilica, and they were going to put crescents up. Did they do that? Were they going to do that because they hated the West and they hate Jews? No, it's because Allah says the Christian is an infidel, and he needs to tell to convert or die. Pretty simple here. Now, I'm only making this point. You and hear, you hear all of these people, which is why I say, stay off social media, dude. It just drives you bonkers. Hamas doesn't need the Israelis to hate you. And it's not your Budweiser beer that he hates. It's not your way of life and the franchises. It's the fact that you're a confirmed follower, baptized and confirmed and faithful follower of Jesus Christ. That's why he hates you. That's what, when they recruit, that's how they recruit. And it is the Christian who refuses to apostatize and convert that is the enemy of the Muslim, of the Orthodox Muslim. Why don't we ever hear anyone ever say this? Why don't we hear any of those Catholics that sign that letter in Congress saying that they can make their own abortion and contraception teaching, why don't I ever hear any of them say this? Well, apparently you're not allowed to. Apparently it's illegal. Apparently that's not free speech. And apparently those that say that it isn't think that it's a lie. Well, it's not a lie. Which is not to say that they don't despise Jews because they're infidels. They're not Muslims. But Islam has been at war with Catholics and with the Catholic Church since 843 A.D. That's a fact. You know, why do you think we had these things called the Crusades? Because the Muslims wouldn't stop marauding and raiding Christian villages, murdering the men, most of the women, except the hot ones, and then capturing the children and enslaving them. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel, always on air, always online at crusadechannel.com. What else do we have? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Let's listen to it here. Digital media file number five. This is National Security Advisor, Anthony Sullivan, or Jake Sullivan rather, is going to be asked the question uh, Do you know anything about the condition of American hostages? And then Jake Sullivan will answer the question. by the way, Father David, Nick says, he and all of the Catholics that were with him on pilgrimage to the Holy Land are safe and sound. They're all out. They're all out. They got out. I don't did you see where they were? They're not in Israel any longer. They're out. they're gone. So thank the Lord. Uh, thank our, our, our blessed mother because I'm sure knowing him that he was praying to her. Uh, what about those American hostages, Jake?
3: Um, on the American hostages, uh, can you first of all tell us how many are we talking about? Several or a dozen hostages? Um, and Do you know anything about their condition at all? We do not know about their condition and we cannot confirm a precise number of American citizens. We believe that there are 20 or more Americans who at this point are missing But I want to underscore and stress that does not mean necessarily that there are 20 or more American hostages. Just that is the number who are currently unaccounted for. We will work hour by hour both to determine whether we can account for any of those Americans or to confirm exactly what the number of Americans are being held hostage. And we will come back to you with that information as soon as we have it. As you know, very sadly and tragically, the number of dead has risen with each passing hour, and that's true of the total number. It's also true of Americans, which has gone up just today uh, from an earlier report this morning of 12, then 13, now 14. So I cannot give you a precise number. I can tell you that number of unaccounted for at this time. That number could change too, but I want to underscore that that is not a statement for me that we have that many hostages. We do not know the number of hostages we have at this time.
0: Well, at, um, least, on the- at least he knows, we, at least he, he, he he's somewhat honest. Well, I can't give you a number. I, I, I don't know that for sure. But we do know the amount of dead. Mm. Again, where did those weapons come from that your buddies in Hamas and the Iranians were lobbying at the Israelis? And why was your buddy Benjamin Netanyahu asleep at the wheel? Where? Why was the Iron Dome turned off? Is anyone going to ask anyone in power any of these questions? Did these people ever have to atone or be accountable for what they freaking do? So how was it possible that super high-tech hang and G.I. Joe pontoon boats outmaneuvered, outflanked, outgunned, outsmarted the most technologically advanced air missile defense system, an army that administers it, and most well-funded, well-armed army on the face of the planet to get inside of that country. By the way, how did they get the arms to the Gaza Strip? It's surrounded. You can't get to the Gaza Strip unless you go through Israel. So how how did you sneak all these weapons in? So he's going to be asked a question about uh, the $6 billion that you gave the Iranians in cold, hard cash. Uh, is there any way that you can get an accounting of what, of what they did do with the money?
3: Yeah. Thank you, Jake. You just laid out all of the ways that Iran is complicit in this and facilitated it over years of support for Hamas. Is that reason enough to freeze, refreeze the $6 billion that the U.S. helped unlock? for them to get in exchange for the prisoners. We have not yet had a dollar of that six billion spent, and I will leave it at that. But will you How could you possibly know activity that?
0: Activity ...that you just laid out, all of the ways that they are complicit in this. You, the administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction, that we would stop that down. I understand... The position that you guys have, that not a dollar of this has been spent, <clears throat> but will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to, you know, do, do what they do that you just laid out?
3: Let me just reiterate what I said, because it's unequivocal. Yes. Not a dollar of that money has been spent, and I will leave it at that.
0: Is it being considered? Well, I, I, okay, so what are they doing? They made a deposit at Chase Manhattan? What are they doing? Did they invest it? Are they playing in the market? <laughs> what, what, what are they doing with the money?
3: You didn't see the attack coming. You have no idea how many Americans are there. You have no idea how many Americans could possibly be hostages. But you know for one hundred percent certainty Honey. that they have not used a single cent yes. from the six billion that we sent them.
0: The right. six billion dollar man. How <laughs> it just defies explanation, doesn't it? It, it, it just it, it it defies reason. So you gave him six billion, and you what? Left a set of instructions. Okay, you can go shopping at Walmart with it, but you can't go shopping at you can't go shopping at uh, Mohammed's Weapon Emporium. Well, can I go shopping? Can I shop at Martin at Martin Marietta, or can I shop at Northrop Grumman Arbitration? Uh, yes, you can shop with Raytheon with that money, but not Muhammad's Weapon Emporium. Sorry, no. Uh, absolutely and positively ridiculous that they didn't use the $6 billion. I'm going to tell you something else. Joseph Robinette Biden is responsible partly for the murder of James Foley, the reporter. Some of you guys know this story. By the way, crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. I'm praying that Maggie gives me some names to read for the next segment that you made some crowdfunding contributions for the Crusade General because we sorely need them. James Foley was a reporter, if you don't know, and he was captured once in Africa. And uh, uh, due the pleas of his parents and his own behavior, the African jihadis that captured him let him go. He came back to the United States and then decided he wanted to go back and he wanted to resume reporting. And I want to say that he was in the it was in the Sudan. Don't quote me on that. I think he was somewhere in Africa. Regardless of where he was, he was captured by ISIS. This is I want to say this was in 2013 or 2014. The parents of James Foley. The Catholic family, the Foley's, and James had gone to Marquette University, a Catholic school, pleaded with the Obama regime, and Biden was vice president at the time. They said, ISIS is in touch with us. They'll release Jim if we pay the ransom. We have the money, and we want our son back you know what Biden and Obama's response was? They sent the FBI over there to the Foley's home, locked and loaded with an invading, with with, with a break-the-door-down force, with flak jackets, rifles drawn, basically threatened to enter the house. The Foley's let him in, and they told him, if you contact ISIS again, we have instructions to arrest you and report you, or, and to detain you as a threat to national security, and you're going to be brought up on charges of treason or sedition. And the Foley said, "Hey, uh, uh, hey, man, uh, no, we just want James, Jim, our son, back. ISIS is saying that we will, that they will release him, and they will give us proof that they will release him." If we will pay the ransom, we want to pay the ransom. We, want, we don't care about what your dealings with them are. And Obama said, nope, we don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't negotiate with countries that support terrorism. And we won't let any citizen do it either. So you know what happened? ISIS beheaded, savagely beheaded, James Foley on international television live. Sure, the snuff film is out there somewhere. You can probably watch it.